0: Wake up, buy here payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of Joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here Morning Show. Take it away, you two. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Oh, um, good morning to a very, very, very snowy morning. I think it must have snowed like five to six inches last night. And, um, you know, we, uh, we, um, yeah. So, we, you know, you know, you're always going to get the weather report cause it means something to us. And she's still got a little
1: carryover snow kind of uh, trauma from her years of living well, up in the North mountains. Here. So
0: I lived like where we're at right now, just on the other side of a mountain range in a little valley, mountain valley. And, um, and there was a year I, I was there, just my daughter and myself on this little kind of hobby farm and um we had a tractor that had a snow plow um attached to the back of it and um leslie i don't blame you Mm -hmm. um and so uh one year well because so i would have to like you know do this big tractor it was a birthday present and i'm like you know driving it backwards and and throwing the snow it got to the point where it (coughs) could not throw it over the edge of the snow anymore. I would stand with my hand like this and it could not reach the top. And I remember crying. And so I was like, they kept telling us, don't shove the snow to the other side of the street. And it was like an old golf course. And I was like, they have no choice. So proceeded to shove the snow on the other side of the street, but it's, it was traumatic. It took a while before, um, when the snow would start that I wouldn't like get all teary and like want to go hide in a corner and suck my thumb.
1: I, I hear <laughs> the trauma in that. I think I, we can save it for another day. I want to come back to this <laughs> part about you got a tractor for your birthday. That's a whole nother subject. I did. So, yeah. I
0: got a tractor for my birthday. Yeah, we'll I don't have about. the tractor anymore. Oh yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, you got a birthday.
0: <laughs> I think Jim's going to buy me yeah. a tractor. Yeah. No, I got a tractor for my birthday. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was, um, yeah. So yeah, that, that was, that so, was a fun thing. Yeah. <laughs> fun so thing thanks for
1: tuning in on this Friday. We have a, uh... A distinguished guest with us standing yeah. by, so we're happy to have uh, Chuck Bonanno here. So couple stay tuned. We got a couple things. of quick announcements. Um, yeah. We're now less than a week from our yes. event, and by my count, Michelle, there are about thirteen thousand dealers who haven't signed up yet. That I hear, pay your dealers out there. So we need to get I, I,
0: right. There. So yeah. I mean, get on it, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, <laughs> There's we a we ton of them out so, there. there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you haven't yet, it's it's not too late, um, and we still have the uh, uh, morning show. One hundred is a hundred dollars. Off. So please, yeah. Thanks, Karen. It's sunny and yeah. warm, warm for you, warm, NIADA remember. members. Yeah. You can do NIADA one hundred <laughs> as well. St. George, it's a little bit warmer down yeah, there. Sure. So hope, yeah, anyway. so kind of in the um, in the the uh, we're. Utah, same state, right? Um, and forty-eight rainy.
1: And one other quick announcement: yeah. uh, next April, or next week, week after next, rather, yeah. April fourth. Bill Elizondo has a collections course. Yes. You can find information on that at niada.com. So,
0: yep. Um, and, and most of
1: you, I'm sure, listening are collecting just perfectly. But for any of you that are uh, coming up a little bit short, you might want to yeah. jump on that. I mean, like
0: a hundred percent, right? We're all there. Is that yeah. where we are? One, well, yeah. Um, and then uh, end of next month, and the end of April is buy her, pay her, United so you've probably been seeing a lot of the social media about that and I hope you've got that on your calendar because you know one of the things we do is we're trying to create an alternative if you can't make it to a live event Mm -hmm. we suggest you go to a live event because there is nothing like going to a live event and shaking hands and having conversations and all of that and get a photo with
1: Bill Elizondo right exactly
0: in his hat um and oh, we got to make sure he gets his bill on a uh, bill on a drill oh, stick. Joe, we'll yes. Um, but if you can't make it, because we know that you can't, uh, you know, a lot of you can't make it to everything that's happening. That's why we've, we've created the um, BHPH Nation TV station. Um, we'll bring it
1: to you. When you so can't we can get bring there,
0: what we can to we'll bring you. bring the stuff yep, to you. Absolutely. So, yep. Okay. Uh, what else we got? Oh, Anything? Nothing. Let's bring uh, Chuck in. He's dun, the smart one. Let's dun, get him
1: involved dun, in dun, the conversation. So. Hi,
0: Chuck. Welcome. Good morning, guys
1: so Welcome. glad to have you here you're
0: in florida yes it's warm there yes
2: yeah. it's uh 82 sunny yeah. breezy we were there
0: yeah. last year this time yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. It's,
1: it's not bad chuck we still got some uh belongings in a storage unit Yeah, back do, you go, like, <laughs> yeah do
2: you want to go like <laughs> i told
1: I told michelle yesterday you'll know because i was out shoveling snow so while i was shoveling snow i told her i said if you look around and i'm not here this afternoon you'll know i went to florida to get that yeah. up the other stuff stuff on the and lawn, i'll
0: be so. back when it's warm yeah. Yeah. amen yeah, yeah,
1: yeah so exactly. we're glad to have you here especially the first time back since uh the announcement about you stepping into yes. the chair as executive director yeah. as
0: well. such
1: a great fit. Yeah. We're about we
0: that. were really we were really excited and we saw that that's well, pretty
2: cool I'm, I'm excited as well
0: you know uh
2: all the things in your life that guide you to a certain place it's where you're probably supposed to be well i'm yeah. where i'm supposed to be
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: No, that's wonderful. And you know, they what a wealth of experience and knowledge and wisdom. Um because you've been at this for a while so there's, you know, it's one thing to have experience and knowledge but wisdom because it's like I've been through a lot of stuff <laughs> my own things. And so, yeah, that's a really really great um opportunity for Florida. A yeah. really
1: and i need to learn kind of how you manifested that thing where you you ended up where you're supposed to be because i'm supposed to be working remotely in cancun yeah it has come together it I'm starts
2: not. with visualization okay okay,
0: okay. visualization <laughs> visualization. visualization
1: okay uh, we're glad yeah. to have you here we got a lot of fun stuff to talk about yeah. and as i sure we, we had a short conversation by phone yesterday i mm-hmm. I, I to you on the show that we you know we're we're fans of fiada we've been Mm -hmm. out there and been involved in the recent uh conference and of course we've been residents for a time but um just know that we're here to support fiada at any opportunity and so we'll be figuring that out just know we're a resource you can
2: reach out to us in turn.
1: we
0: will be back
2: yes well it's very much appreciated um (laughs) associations work with partnerships of the association to coordinate dealers to dealers and dealers to vendors and and just know that we're all partners in this crazy industry that we're in. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny uh, because technically Jim and I are vendors, um, but it just, we, because Jim has the experience as a, as a dealer himself Mm -hmm. that he's just like, I'm a hybrid yeah <laughs> so well and you know, as yeah. coaches
1: and you get this as coaches we have uh chosen to be agnostic when it comes to other providers mm-hmm. and you know we we tend to say that we only refer people to folks um that we know like we want to know the people behind know well,
2: them one, for because sure the product
1: yeah. is only as good as the people right so so that's kind of something that we watch for and and uh you know we try to introduce to all players so we we sit over here and and uh mm-hmm. try to be switzerland and and um uh, you know, get to know all the folks and, and refer dealers to uh, the places that make the most sense. And so that's kind of how we've chosen to yeah. as um, as coaches, but Go
0: ahead, so I, I, well, I wanted to dive into Florida, new job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I, I'm sure that it's too early for you to make any big announcements about things that you're doing and, and all of that fun kind of stuff. But um, I'm sure we have an awful lot that that's, that's coming now. When are, when are we, when is the, the conference this year? It's,
2: yeah, It's going to be October 29th through 31st uh, okay. at the Hilton Bonnet. Uh, Creek where it was this last year in January seems like a year but it's only been a few months yeah um, so we're back there um, yeah I'm excited to put together I've put together an agenda or two in my day for a convention uh, I
0: think,
2: yeah <laughs> yeah so I'm excited about the opportunity there to uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that everybody's well represented and then that it's educational for the dealers um, and it's an exciting again we're, we're kind of Internally, talking about the new FIADA, and I hope that doesn't hurt anybody's feelings about the old FIADA. But we got to somewhat reinvent ourselves. I mean, I'm in the state here that I was born and raised in. We have 11,000. I just talked to the DMV uh, people yesterday in Tallahassee. We have 11,000 independent dealers in this oh, state.
0: Wow.
2: 11,000. Uh, yeah, we're the third most populous state in this country, and so we've got we've got I've got a lot of work to do because we're going to get them engaged and involved and, and show the value of state association and national association membership.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. We, we have seen um, in the time that I've been um, familiar with FIED that it's lost some traction at times. Mm -hmm. So I think to say the new FIED, you're just trying to find some new traction and get people energized about it. But I know you're a guy who can help create value over there. Sure. Bring a lot of expertise. And, and uh, we also understand that as an independent, Uh, association you have both buy here pay here and Mm -hmm. and retail dealers to to serve over there and uh we won't be any help on the independent retail we don't know anything about that
2: (laughs) there are some things that are a little bit fair (laughs) enough fair enough and you know it's the challenges as you guys are figuring out from what it is you do is we live in a very changing world it's generationally changing technology changing where what is the best way to deliver um on our promises and on our mission and you know, so many things have changed and, and, and people like they want to look at a TikTok video or a YouTube video for all their answers. Um, we've got to figure out how we give them the most value um, in, in in pieces and bite sizes that they can absorb um, without you know major commitments to days and weeks and travel. And um, so we're going to figure it out. We're excited. I mean, certainly there's a lot of upside here for all of us at FIDA. Uh, we did just move our offices um, over to Sarasota. So I, get to, I get to keep my house and my wife. <laughs> so that's a plus. Um, but yeah. we've just got, we got a lot of things I've got. We, we're, we're in the planning stages of a lot of things we're going to roll out. Um, for, and from an educational standpoint, and you know, you guys know, everyone always worries about who we're competing against for training and education. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You know, it's just the silliest thing. I mean, there, you can't get enough and there's always a different yeah. viewpoint. Um, yes. But, you know, we're, we're we're bound to give our dealers pre-licensing and continuing education to keep their license and the compliance training, mm-hmm. which, you know, dealers need and hate at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're also going to make sure that we upgrade all the operational education. And then like what you guys have done some of, which is I always call it the financial literacy of running a business. Uh, uh, because you know, I talked to dealers over all the years of moderating 20 groups and consulting for them. They'd always say, But I'm a car guy. And I'm like, you're a business person. Yeah. yeah. And just you have to, you have to, you know, yeah. you have to know where you stand in a cash flow and a balance sheet, not just a PL statement that might be worthless to you because you have no money in the bank. But then when you're making your decisions for your future. I mean, if you're gonna grow your business, get a bigger footprint, change your business model, you know, can I help you perform that? idea to see you know what it's going to make and what it's going to cost and a lot of guys just go yeah but a dealership was opened up and i can buy it or i can lease it it's like okay that's a bad reason
1: yeah yeah (laughs) so that's interesting because you're going to be one of our expert contributors yeah. at the next week. We're excited to have you there. Mm-hmm. I think um, I can share it with you that Michelle and I, in our travels, we see the same thing. You must've seen it as much or more where dealers are kind of on this hamster wheel and we just see it as a way. Mm-hmm. Th- so we had a fun conversation with Brent Carmichael and Mark Burkholder not long ago uh-huh. our show about absenteeism. It's like, what is it that keeps dealers from being able to move toward absenteeism? And you're grinning because you see nope, it. Is I see it. it? Of it? Mm-hmm. And so we, we know that. So how about
0: look, we, successful admin, uh, admin.
1: I understand.
2: Right? <laughs> not, not running and hiding. Right, yes. right, right, right. It's good, good. <laughs> like purposeful. <Yeah. laughs> yes.
1: absenteeism. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I think that's part of what we mm-hmm. see. And so we're, we're taking that one on. It's kind of a touchy thing for some because it's uncomfortable to talk about some of the things that are the limitations often but we're just we're just taking them oh, we're just saying, let's try to help yeah. dealers move from where they are to where we know they'd like to be in terms of being away more yeah <clears throat> and i pulled up some stuff to to share we Got some you know i think about the the kiyosaki thing we can't share it here because i discovered the formats wrong but um, <laughs> bottom line i can tell you that um it's really
2: good yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Congrats Thanks. <laughs> no, it's something a lot of people are familiar with. You know, I, I think it came from the Robert Kiyosaki book about rich dad, poor dad, which is that mm-hmm. thing about transitioning from being self-employed to being a business owner, which is just what you're Sorry. talking about. And we, mm-hmm. we want to help dealers do that. So that's part of the literacy thing you're talking about. It's just introduce people to that concept. And we want to yeah. spend that day on March 30th, helping dealers figure out exactly what are the pieces that are missing in my business today mm-hmm. that would keep me from being able to move. Can to I make point? a
0: comment too that, uh, it and now buy here, pay here became a thing like in the sixties.
1: Uh, Chuck would know better. Well,
2: I would tell you that, yeah, the first dealer finance car was in, like, mm-hmm. the 20s. Um, I have buy-here, pay-here dealers, families that are that were in the post-World War II, but, but still very rare. Um, probably the mid to late 80s is when it exploded, okay. and it really is because... Yeah. The cash car business vanished because of car prices.
0: Yes. And yeah. so kind of what what just my perspective, mm-hmm. I'm the new kid on the block and I just get to observe without lots and lots of stories and filters in front of what I'm seeing. And what I'm seeing is that we've got a whole massive batch of dealers That are exactly in this place right now that they're like, what's next? Cause I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't, you know, I, I want to have some free time. It's time for me to retire. Mm -hmm. It's time. And, and they just, it's, it's like, so am I liquidating? Am I turning this over to my son-in-law? Yep. Am I am I selling? And mm. it's, and what if my
1: son-in-law doesn't want it? Then or <laughs> or or, can or I, shouldn't?
0: Yeah. Do it. I <laughs> get a lot of those business that I can be gone. Yeah, um, for part of the year and then around during the rest of the year. So yeah, it seems like I just see that that's it's yeah. like there's a, um
2: there's like, a, like I said I know you guys are doing this and I know you've talked about it a lot and I've done a lot of it over the years. You know certainly it's a blessing if you have a succession plan with a family member who. Wants to do it. The challenge sometimes in buy here, pay here is mm-hmm. it's hard to say no to it when you compare it to other options you may have out of high school or out of college. Um, and then, of course, if you don't go, if you're a father or mother who's getting you to do this, doesn't put you through the paces, working in all departments, learning the entire business. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard. And then you've got the dads and moms who don't want their children to feel any pain by making yeah. mistakes, and you're going to make mistakes. Um, and then I've got some dealers, and some of them are very large dealers, who I think their plan is they're planning to live forever. I mean, they have no plan. It's like, are you kidding you me? Die at my desk. <laughs> it's like because because I go, you know, I can't guarantee you anything about the economy and the cost cost of cars and and income and finding employees, but you are going to die.
1: Yeah, that's good.
0: That's
1: uh-huh. uh, we kind of picked that up from Mark. Berg-Holder thing yeah, about the three yep. ways the dealers leave the buy here, payer business. Right. That's yeah. one of them that we don't we don't like that scenario. You know, no, have- and
2: nobody should. And, you know, some of it is a little short sighted and some of it in some cases I found is a little bit cruel and unfair to people who work really hard to help. You provide, you know, to provide your family wealth, um, a, a great living and uh, money and things for your children um, to leave them hanging that way. And then, of course, there's always the uh, the disasters that happen because I've, you know, 20 plus years of, of consulting for dealers. I've seen some young people pass away.
0: Yeah, yeah of course.
2: Um, yeah. Not prepared. And I know we, I've talked to Mark over the years about, you know, those kind of subjects like wills and trusts and and in the event of my incapacitation or death here's what we need to do no one wants to do that i get it but we got to be grown ups about this stuff because we have a legacy um and we have people that that you know depend on us
0: yeah um uh-huh. peter salinas just asked a question are there some challenges to florida used car dealers unique to the state
1: maybe
2: <laughs> there's too darn many jim <laughs> <laughs> Jim, you jim, michelle you guys lived here when you're driving through Clearwater. it's like they're on there's more than there are wawas right there is a car yes, dealer they, on every corner is. yeah um you know i think
0: well, 11,000 is what you said, yeah, It's right?
2: 11,000 dealer licenses, mm-hmm. you know, diving, dive, diving down. I know Jeff Martin did this at Texas one time where you say, let's let's dive into the data and find out who are real dealers. Mm-hmm. So I think we have as many car dealers as we have real estate agents because you just get your license and you do it a couple of times and you're considered that. But um, it's it's probably a far lesser number than that. But, you know, Florida is also with 22 and a half or 23 million people living here. Um, every large auto group, you know, and Vroom and Carvana has a huge presence and we're a hope we're the home of auto nation here in South Florida. Um, you know, dealers are always worried about the little guy in the corner stealing their business. And I said, if I have any fear as an independent dealer, it's the big guys, Mm -hmm. um, coming in here and and, in our source of inventory, being auctions in many cases, and are they going to be retailers someday? Um, but it, it is just, it's a lot of people, but it's a lot of people selling cars. Um, So that's the trade-off when you're in the small town, Jim, you've been in a small town before. It's like, Hey, it's great. You know, people don't make a lot of money. Uh, They don't Mm -hmm. have a lot of choices. So we have to take care of them that way Uh, in places like California, Texas, and Florida. I mean, they Mm -hmm. crank out, buy here, pay here. Customers like Doritos, right. They just keep making more of them. Um, It's Mm -hmm. just now how can we fund them and how can we put them in a, in a good car loan at the right price with the right down and the right terms become more challenging today than it's ever been.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hey, no more mention of Doritos. I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm,
2: just, so.
0: I'm trying to but, get rid of all of that kind of stuff in the house.
1: Okay, yeah, no. I, uh, I, so one of the things that happened, Chuck, we meet a lot of people, you know, and we work a lot with startups, people that are brand new in the business, and we'll hear yeah. dealers reach out and say, "Hey, I'm. I want to. You know, I want to get in business, and I want I." I understand that down payment can cover the cost of the car and I won't have any risk. I'm thinking, who did you learn that business model? Was that yeah. your uncle or your grandfather? <laughs> it had
2: to be a grandfather. Yeah, yeah, yeah That's yeah.
1: generations. <laughs> and you know, that's the dealer that's, and look, we're not trying to knock anybody's model. It's no. just the world has changed. And so that's a yeah. challenging thing. That might be a volume of seven cars a year, you know, if yeah, so that's,
2: that is exactly when someone says that that's what they do in their town. I said, listen, I'm not telling you, you can't do it. I'm jealous of you. Cause when I got in the business, between a down payment and a pickup payment or two, we were out of the car, right? Before we even put a metal plate on the car. I mean, those were wonderful times, sure. uh, but but long ago. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. and it's all the more reason, I think, that why Michelle and I are kind of choosing to aim at these things that help dealers. They're going to have to figure out how to adapt and mm-hmm. get a better footing to be able to compete with the big, Folks who are more—they're better capitalized, they're more efficient in delivering yep. their services, and so yeah, unless we just want to give all of that business to them, we're going to have to, you know, get with the program in some areas and figure some of this stuff out. So we're we're happy to say that. Sometimes it's uncomfortable for dealers to hear, but mm-hmm. we're we're okay with you know getting them yeah. to move. Them, you know? Yeah,
2: and we're in a bit of a cycle where subprime has do- dove pretty deep into our customer base. Mm-hmm. But I can tell you, and then having like Tommy Brandis on this on this podcast and on others with you, people like him can tell you that you know what, there's a lot of customers that he has, I will bet you lunch that don't need to go to his place. They've earned enough good car credit, but their experience through the car buying process and the loan servicing process was good enough that they're going to stick with you. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's that's kind of that intangible type thing that sometimes there's no immediate reward and dealers love immediate rewards.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh uh-huh. Yeah. And we just we always encourage, and Tommy's a great mm-hmm. example. We just mm-hmm. encourage playing the long game. You know, he yep. celebrated his 30th anniversary on our show yep. last June. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, yeah, playing the long game and buy here your pay yours, especially, I think that's more true the smaller the community is. Amen. You know, just gotta get out there and, and connect with people and learn to win at that level. And then mm-hmm. that's something the big boys yep. can't do. They yep. can't they can't compete at that level.
2: Yeah, and I hear a lot of dealers talk about uh, I can't offer the car that these people do, and this and that, and then or they want to chase that. And I go, you know, chasing better income, higher credit people is a, probably a losing battle. Find your niche, yeah. do a really good job at it, and mm-hmm. you'll have repeat business for for eternity. Um, you know the the thing that I, I've watched dealers who've gone from three to four thousand dollar ECV cars when I first started consulting in two thousand to today that same car is twelve thousand and now they're in twenty they're, they're financing twenty thirty forty thousand dollar cars, mm-hmm. and, and and it's like you know you are competing against every new car dealer, mm-hmm. and every credit union and every Carvana and car and you know and Vroom and and CarMax and everybody else out there that that's a tough place to play
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a, a little tangent from me. Okay, um, When Chuck mentioned he started consulting in 2000, I'm going to offer a smoked old-fashioned for anybody who can Bruce a photo of <laughs> me together at some of those Christmas parties. or That's right.
2: I think those are all burned. Yeah. <laughs> you could probably put a picture of of saying, that's what it used to look like, who knows? It's been, it was a lot of hair ago. <laughs>
1: Funny. <laughs> that yeah, is so funny. Chuck and I worked together at Carbiz. That was a, that Seemed was like a long time ago, but it is, it is
0: now. Yeah. yeah. Peter had another question is uh, most of the Hispanic dealerships I see in Florida are buy here, pay here. Is that, do you have any,
2: you know, one of the challenges in, you know, uh, nationally, but Florida and California and Texas, Arizona, and a lot of the Sunbelt States, which have, high Hispanic populations and a lot of immigrants to this to this country. First of all, they get into the car business because restaurants and cars is something that you can break into, right? Wow. You, you don't need um, a, a doctorate degree. You don't need any specialized training. You just kind of figure it out yourself. Um, but Hispanics in general um, have historically been challenged by banking. And and sometimes it's just the language barrier. Uh, some of it is that same thing that, um, uh, can you give me a business plan? I don't really know what a business plan is. And, you know, I said, so you want me to lend you, which used to be hundreds of thousands of dollars and now is always in the millions of dollars. And you say you have a dream and a dream for lending millions of dollars is not enough. So it's, it's, it's always been a challenge. It's certainly still a challenge for, for African-Americans and Caucasians and everybody else out there because the amount of capital required to crank this up, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone says, well, I tried to get an SBA. Well, an SBA will last a month. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what, what dealers rec- don't recognize sometimes is that you're not looking for a term loan. You've got to have a revolving line. That's how this yeah. works. Um, And so you kind of have to earn it. And then we've got this the next step, which is when I tell dealers, here are some people because there are companies out there, you know, Spartan and and Primal come to my mind right away that that will get you going without all the experience and all the tax returns and audited financials. And then they they say, well, the rates are high. It's like, you know, the only thing more expensive than expensive capital is no capital.
1: That's That's right. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: You got to start somewhere and you haven't got a track record that you can manage that type of money and manage that kind of credit line. And then I think if I talk for Mark Van Giesen or Paxton, right, they'll tell you, it's like, we're OK if you graduate from us mm-hmm. and yeah. you have actually have enough experience to get a bank line. Um, sure. You know, it's OK. It's just what we do is this is our niche. And when dealers, you know, you got to get in there and you got to learn what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and I'd much rather you have a line of credit like that than maybe even a floor plan. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, owning your inventory is a really great place to be, and the line of credit is to help you leverage the portfolio you already have to grow it. Very yeah. Good. Right. So it's got a return on it.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, Peter says he has photos. Joe. Oh no, he
2: doesn't. He actually, he probably does.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then Roman oh, no. says good morning, and so does Tim. Berg, yeah. so. <laughs> good morning. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 Peter, I, if you've got them. Yeah. no no I, that's that's I, offline well right. that's and that yeah that's to me
1: now, <laughs> um and now yes. see how this has turned chuck will now be buying me a smoked old-fashioned <laughs> <Yes>, i <laughs> certainly will you that word, <laughs>
0: <laughs> absolutely yeah. um yeah it's uh i i yeah i'd like to get together for a smoked old-fashioned one It's, it's yeah it's it's been a minute i know that the uh at the place that uh the hilton bonnet
2: bonnet creek
0: bonnet creek yep. their their restaurant in they amazing um oh, amazing yeah,
2: and, and the place next door
0: their sister property the um the not, yeah, yeah very good, good. yep yes, it was it was wonderful so if
1: i caught your dates right october 29th through 31st so yep. folks should pack mm-hmm. their halloween costumes i do. know
0: interesting right um uh, yeah well you know i love planning a good party i
1: uh,
2: know
1: you know what's funny too is that you know when i first saw
2: that it was contracted and it's like oh great the I, the halloween part didn't really strike me as much as the last two days of the month and then oh. i started thinking about how many times i've heard that from dealers and it ties back to your absenteeism. Yeah. and it's like if you have to be there at the end of the month something's wrong
1: yeah that's a good point right that's a really good point point. Uh-huh. Right? Yep.
2: and then of course we're all we're all driven by by you know these Accounting time periods that are somewhat meaningless. You know, it's like well, you know what. So if we don't sell those last three cars on the thirty first, we sell them on the first. I've never really understood that. When I came from another industry, I used to scratch my head. And I went to a dealership that kept the months open. Do you ever do that, Jim? We're yes. going to keep the month open three more days. Well, that just cuts the next month by three days. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I used
1: to ask dealers. Uh, it's come up a couple of times. And it's a perfect example. Like Michelle's heard me ask dealers, "Look, this is an exaggerated example, but." ask yourself, what's the difference in the impact of your business? Just pick January through March. Sure. If you sold 30 in January, February, and March each month yep. versus selling 90 in March, ask right. yourself, what's the real difference to you? Yep. And so it's just a way to kind of break that down even further. Mm-hmm. Just say, ask yourself, what is, what is it making you stay on that hamster wheel and feel like you'd have to sell, sell, sell? Like these contracts you're putting on the books are running off for four years. We don't have the same urgency. Ur- urgency is appropriate you know, obviously in the sales environment, but it's like sometimes we let it get a little out of control. And so it's like, that's the part that I try to introduce dealers to the idea that.
2: Well, I, the dealers that I've I've met with that have fit the light bulb went off on their head is, you know, I, I started in a world where 40, 50% of your annual business was during tax time, although it was all paper tax time. So it lasted 90 days. But right. um, <laughs> if you didn't have a good tax time, you probably, it was the year was over. But I told you, I said, if, if you want to sell, 480 cars this year. And that became 40 every month. Oh, that's a blessing. Because it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Right. I
2: mean, everything is just easier and streamlined and manageable. And uh, you're not running around on fire and, and dependent and then just know that it's already over. Um, the, the other thing that dealers do is like, you know, whatever they're Jim, you've done this with them. Uh, you start talking about managing cash flow. And and I always ask them, well, how many, how many deals can you finance out of your cash flow? There's a lot of uh, looks, uh-huh. but number one, it's, it's like, okay, if the number's five, if the number's 25, if the number's 505, I don't, that part I don't care about. I said, but you want to work at as many applications and talk to as many people as you can. So if you can't afford to do them all and you can be even more selective, then my argument is your portfolio should be even better than the guys who were doing what we lovingly used to call Jim end of the month deals.
1: Yeah. Yeah. we
2: right? where all of a sudden we threw an underwriting away because we're short that yeah. crazy stuff. And then we're surprised yeah. that they didn't work out well.
1: Well, that's what I was thinking when you talked about running around on fire, like in my experience, that's the worst time to make underwriting decisions.
2: Terrible.
1: You know, it's Terrible. just pressurized and whether you're and we talked about with uh, an episode with Brent Carmichael a while back, that whole idea about being under the pressure of a line of credit, having to outsell delinquencies or those kinds of and,
2: things. Yeah. All liquidation. Yeah. You're just running. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, this is the same kind of thing that dealers, you know, get into when you're in a growth mode organically and you can use their money and use their line and maybe even max out their line and get more availability, all those things, that's fine. Um, but when you're paying for a line that you're no longer needing, I've, how many dealers have you, you talked to, Jim, and said, well, I'm going to pay that down?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: You know, it's like create some, and it's like I said, this is a credit card that you have maxed out. You're paying interest forever. And you're actually running your business on your own capital, but paying the interest to do so. And, um, you know, it, it can it can get you to a place where, I, and I know my company, we got, we opened up, we were at 27 stores at one point, so we had a $100 million line of credit. Um, and we were rapidly burning through that as we went through it. But you found yourself making business decisions based on your line of credit and not on good business sense.
1: Ah, good point, yeah.
2: right. So being in control, or at least the illusion of control of what you do and how you slow down or speed up um, mm-hmm. is a really good
0: thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's actually a great segue for something we wanted to to talk about um, oh, yeah. for what's coming up. And we, we are yet to oh. set a date, but we're, we've already chosen about the topic for our next all-day um, live stream, and it's going to be on deal structure. And Jim. Yeah, so we
1: really want to talk about that. And I've always said, Chuck, that in my experience, there are two types of structure in a business that have a lot of impact on, at least mitigate a lot of the risk. Sure. One is the deal structure to the consumer, and the other is going to be the structure of capitalization, how we capitalize sure. the business, how we structure that has a lot of a lot of impact. But if we focus on this deal structure, one one of the things that I look forward to doing is just doing the best I can to bring the data experts together. You know, one of my frustrations in our industry is we just don't have a good... Kind of transparent pool of aggregate data across Mm -hmm. the sector. We've got pockets. Everybody's got their own pool of data, and they some are kind of um, secretive about that or not fully transparent. And I'm just going to try to spend the day bringing data experts with real transparent data to talk about what are the what are the real deal structures. Like what what makes the most sense for us independence, you know, cause, cause we know there's an answer there. We know the data is going to tell us what performs well. And I'm just, I'm just going to be a bulldog about, it. I'm just going to stay after it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm happy for you to join us and let's just figure out how do we get to enough data that we can help dealers make better decisions. And there are, there are people out there who are amassing good, Pools of data, but let's let's talk about it. Let's let's Absolutely. be as transparent as we possibly can, and help all these dealers make better decisions. Because I'm often frustrated about, you know, people at the conferences or wherever you're having a conversation, and people are talking about, you know, eight thousand dollar ACV performs better than six thousand. I think. Mm-hmm. Can you show me that? Can you? Yeah,
2: that's exactly right. I've said, I've asked that before and you're really talking to the wrong guy who was one buck chuck in his dealership career. <laughs> Got no money down from people. But I would tell people that i say that I asked that same kind of question. And I just said that, you know, when we're looking at this stuff, that's why a lot of the scoring models that were, you know, like AutoZoom in the beginning of time and even Neo, a lot of them are, you know, there, there's a deal structure side and there's the consumer profile side. And I said, look, if someone's an, a, an axe murderer, I don't care how much they have down. Right. It doesn't change that they're an axe murderer. Yeah. They have 12 repos is really what I should be saying. Um, (laughs) But that's one of the things that I learned because we did static pools on, you know, I think 35 or 40,000 loans that we originated over time. And 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 you've got to kind of kind of dig in to Mm. what's behind. So for us, historically, regardless of down payment, our tax business, February, March had the historically high charge off rates. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And then what we had said and what we went to our, you know, we saw these rates that were based on, on, on origination months were spiked in those months. And we still went to our bank and said, yeah, but let me show you how much we net because our volume was so high, right? Like my December business historically was, you know, 7 to 10% total loss over life, but I did no business. So it's always I mean we're always just trying to mitigate risk. We're I mean this we're in a risk business and if you're trying to avoid risk go do something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's about managing the risk here, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And and again I I'd like to get all the data nationally um, for people I'd like to do it. we did it with our 20 groups forever and ever to try to get it but you know as you guys are well aware I mean there's people on this on, on this podcast right now that i buy here pay here is not buy here pay here like like when you did rick reeves buy here pay here right where mm-hmm. go out and buy a two thousand dollar car and everybody does that and set it up for an 18 to 24 month loan because we've got people who have i've got guys who have seven eight hundred nine hundred dollar a month car payments for 60 months i mean that's you can't live you can't use my data for what you do
1: Sure. Good point.
2: Right. And that's what you got to get to. That's why you have to develop your own data. Um, And of course, we can't be anecdotal about it. You know, to your point, that's what I hear all the time. It's like, yeah, but I know they do. It's like, okay, let's go look at the data and says, does it really prove that out?
1: Yeah. Well, that's my problem is you just have so many dealers that we talk to that are saying somebody at the auction told me such and such. And I'm thinking, oh, gee, adjust your business model. You know, that's not So so I'm not saying you should listen to me and not them. I'm saying let's go find the data so you can decide for yourself.
2: That's right. You know, right. so, numbers don't because lie. Then
1: everybody's business yeah. model can be different, but let's all understand. Let's operate from data that, that we can, That's right.
2: we can you know, out. it's, it's, I'll leave you with this one. It's um, one of the guys I partnered with, my, with my lease here, pay here. He said, you know, he, they, he did took a lot of uh, formal education about stuff. And the thing that, that he found out is that human beings, not car dealers, we're the, we're the worst of the worst is we make a lot of decisions based on things that have happened to us in the very recent past that cloud over long-term judgment. You know, if you've had two temp workers repo this month, you know, you're going to change your underwriting guidelines. We're never doing a temp agent ever again. Instead of, Jim, what you do, which I told him, is like, well, let's go back over time and look at it. Right, right. right? sure, and, and make the decisions that we're going to, you know, mitigate the risk or, or turn them down altogether. But if you had two, you know, or certain cars, certain cars repo all the time. It's like, that can't be true.
1: Yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Yeah, well, we this is a buy here payer morning show. We have spent a lot of time talking <laughs> buy here payer, but I think we should wrap up by talking, yes, about sir, Florida. We just okay, about, let's just kind of make sure we understand. Um, you got a lot of work ahead of you, mm. a lot. We want to have you back on the show from time. Oh, to time. yes, Get please, of course, yeah. love,
0: love And So, you. yeah,
1: we can mm-hmm. we we'll probably talk a little more by here payer when you come, but we just also want to talk about, <laughs> yeah the uh your industry and your opportunity there so we we see um you know great opportunities we know a handful of the dealers in florida so you yep. got some great dealers there who really will be good resources and um uh, and be good champions we for- do
2: we do we have a lot of uh great uh board members and i hate to say that for there's a few all <laughs> of us old guys out there on it but there's a lot of young blood out there uh that are going to help us connect with dealers uh, i don't know if you know this but when i got into this business in the late 80s the, my sister married a buy here pay here dealer and I was became a CFO, but lo and behold, he was the president of FIDA. Oh, oh wow. Okay. And he was a national quality dealer. I mean, so I never knew this business without that side of it. I so see. sometimes that's a struggle for me because I can't for the life of me figure out why would you not join this association? Yeah, such yeah. a great resource for all things you're going to need to stay out of trouble and mm-hmm. grow your business and be more successful. Yeah. And, you know, I so... But we're going to do it, and we're going to find the ways to reach them, and we're going to be very, very responsive to them uh, through yeah. what we offer to dealers here in Florida.
1: Good. Well, we've done it at the national level. I'll start trying to slip in some subliminal messages. Uh, for he's he's uh, really, he's yeah,
0: really, really, really good at it. it. <laughs>
2: so,
1: folks will be joining for reasons they don't even understand. They don't even know, but I
2: want Doritos, so it might be working.
0: <laughs> it. It. Hey, Chuck, thanks so much. Be so joining us this morning if if you can just stick around backstage for just so we can chat with you before we go again chuck will be joining us next week um, at our all day long event on thursday and uh we just really appreciate you joining us yep all right so we're gonna go ahead and put you um uh great show really good stuff stuff. um appreciate uh again i really appreciate chuck joining and he's he's a busy guy right now
1: he's uh well traveled i started to say high mileage we we might he and I might go high mileage. We understand that's a compliment when you have a look. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Hey guys, have a great rest of your uh, rest of your day and weekend. um, And uh, make sure you join us next uh, on Monday. And also don't forget the event is happening on Thursday. You can still do a uh, $100 off with morning show 100. Um, So we will see you guys all later. Have a great rest of your day.